everybody, it's me, Katiosaurus, and welcome back to Infinite Quest. This week's Tuesday episode is a very special episode because it is a recording of a speech that I did. Um, for those of you who didn't hear, I was asked to do my first speaking engagement as Katiosaurus recently, um, and this is the speech that I wrote. Uh, it's a speech about a poem that I love called The Wild Geese by Mary Oliver, um, and I actually practiced this uh, live on my Twitch, and a lot of people asked me if I wouldn't mind posting this as a recording because they wanted to listen to it again and they wanted to send it to a few people and it honestly just meant a lot to me that y'all asked for it. Um, so I thought I would give you a fresh, clean, shiny recording copy um, and then that way you can all, you know, accidentally send it to TED Talks. So um, without further ado, here is a speech about a poem by Mary Oliver by Katie Osborne. You do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert repenting. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Tell me about despair, yours, and I will tell you mine. Meanwhile, the world goes on. Meanwhile, the sun and the clear pebbles of the rain are moving across the landscapes, over the prairies and the deep trees, the mountains and the rivers. Meanwhile, the wild geese, high in the clean blue air, are heading home again. Whoever you are, no matter how lonely, the world offers itself to your imagination, calls to you like the wild geese, harsh and exciting, over and over announcing your place in the family of things. The first time I heard this poem, I rolled my eyes. In all honesty, the first 10 times I heard it, I rolled my eyes. How trite, I thought. Stupid birds and pretentious landscapes. Cool, I'm bored. Remember the stupid birds. It becomes important later on. For any of this to make sense, I need to contextualize a little bit about myself. And for this particular conversation, you need to know that I am what I like to call a recovering, burnt-out, gifted, and talented kid. I spent the better part of my academic career all the way through grad school wildly succeeding, being good at everything I tried, being lauded and praised for my accomplishments and achievements. Poor me, right? However, I also spent those years living with undiagnosed depression and ADHD, which meant that I constantly led this secret double life, where at school, at work, in public, I was fine. I was more than fine. I was usually the person people looked at as this model of success, the model of achievement. But I couldn't keep my room clean. I'd lose things. I'd forget things. I'd come home from playing Hamlet to a bedroom I couldn't walk in because I couldn't muster the energy to do the laundry. I'd have meltdowns over the dirty dishes that I'd have to move off of chairs to get my A-plus homework done. And I thought, what is wrong with me? What is so broken about me that everyone else around me can have their stuff together? But here I am. I have two fucking master's degrees and I'm playing Hamlet, but I can't load the dishwasher. I must be broken. I must be a failure. And I internalized that. And I entered into this cycle where I'd strive for absolute perfection in all things, only to burn myself out, which would result in mistakes or mishaps or what have you, which would result in just affirming the idea that I'd started with, that I was a failure, that I was a burden, that I wasn't enough. And so I doubled down on trying to be the most perfect and the cycle would repeat itself. It was exhausting. And so I just quietly shove all of that deep, deep down and ignore it because I didn't want to address it. 
I didn't want to admit it. I didn't want to be a bother. And that's a real thing. I have always been a very independent person. I am loath to ask for help. I despise admitting weakness. And true story, I have almost died twice because I didn't want to be a bother to anybody at the hospital. I am not good at not being okay. Funny thing about being okay. Uh, this past year has been, I think we can all agree, a year that hung on a razor's edge of being okay and fine and coping and being profoundly not okay. For me in particular, I found myself in a very odd set of circumstances. I've worked in theater and the performing arts for over a decade. It is the thing that I wholesale devoted my life to. And then, in less than a week, everything I ever knew, everything I had planned on and anticipated and worked for and hoped for, disappeared. An entire industry disappeared overnight. My friends lost their jobs, lost their livelihoods. I got call after call from friend after friend, panicking about burning through their life savings, losing everything. Despair. But not in the way that any of us had ever experienced. It was terrifying. Suddenly, I had no anger. I had no plan, absolutely no idea what I was supposed to do with all of this. And so I did what any good elder millennial does in a time of crisis. I turned to social media. And it was surreal because the same friends who I knew were experiencing homelessness, the same friends who'd spent hours weeping with me on the phone about their life savings driving up, they would post these shiny, happy pictures of themselves, you know, like hashtag blessed, hashtag stop the spread. And I thought, but despair, I, I've seen yours. I know yours. And yet we are all so scared to show ours to admit that we are struggling, to admit that fear, to admit that uncertainty. And for what? Because we might wind up with a few less likes than yesterday. But even more than that, I felt like a failure. I knew the people around me were struggling and hurting and going through these really hard things. But here I was in my comfy house being sad because I didn't get to play Hamlet anymore. So I did the next best thing to Shakespeare. I started making TikToks, which I cannot stress enough was never the plan. I told myself for years that I couldn't possibly be a content creator because of a thousand stupid reasons. You know, I wasn't funny in the right way. I wasn't pretty in the right way. I was too fat, too old, too mentally ill. I didn't know anything about video editing, but I needed something to do. I needed something to hang on to. And so I started talking about my struggles with being the aforementioned burnt out gifted kid about living with depression and my struggles with late diagnosis ADHD. And suddenly people started noticing. They started listening first by the dozens, then by the thousands, then by the hundred thousands, then by the half a million. And I realized that in the midst of this, there was a need for this conversation, especially for people like me. People who are loath to ask for help, but who struggle in secret. The people who have spent a lifetime burning themselves out, never feeling like they were good enough, internalizing every failure and every struggle as a moral failing, being constantly exhausted by this toxic idea that we are, by the very nature of our existence in imperfection, not enough. Remember what I said earlier about the stupid birds? Mary Oliver says... Tell me about despair, yours, and I will tell you mine. And the people who had joined this conversation with me did. 
over and over by the hundreds. I'd get messages and emails and letters and cards from people saying the same thing, that no one has ever told me that it's okay to fail. No one has ever told me that it's okay to struggle. No one has ever told me that I'm not a bad person for not being able to do the things that seem to come so easily to someone else. And I thought, cool, but I'm just some jackass on the internet who knows how to word good. It's not like I'm special. So one day, for whatever reason, call it whatever you like, God or fate or the universe, I heard that stupid poem about the birds again, but this time it was read to me by someone I loved. Someone who had spent the better part of the year trying to break down my defenses and get to know me, be authentic me, and who had, in this circumstances, quite literally traveled hundreds of miles to do so. And so, for whatever reason, on that day, I listened. And suddenly, out of nowhere, this poem had the audacity to smack me in the face with this inconvenient truth that I've been pushing aside for far longer than a year. Like five, ten, a decade, like half my life. The fact was, I was filled with despair. And I had been for years. I was filled with self-doubt. I was filled with this feeling of constantly and forever being a failure, being less than, being lonely, feeling placeless. And then suddenly, here I was in this incredibly weird position of being someone that hundreds of thousands of people look to for guidance and advice. And I still felt at the end of the day, like I was never going to be good enough, that I was a fake and a failure. And most importantly, like... I didn't deserve any of this. Here I was talking openly and honestly about my struggles with mental illness and neurodivergency for the first time, but I still couldn't keep my house clean. I still couldn't find the motivation to fold my laundry. I still lost my keys. I still struggled and failed, and I assuredly was not perfect. And then, in that profound moment of listening, I actually heard the first line. You do not have to be good. And I thought, what if that's true? What if maybe I don't have to be good or perfect or exactly the thing that I've convinced myself that I need to be to be perfectly happy? Maybe, just maybe, I am enough as I am. Maybe what I have to offer the world is my imperfections and my struggles and how damn hard it is for me to remember to shower and brush my teeth sometimes. Maybe the offering of my despair is enough. Maybe the sharing of my struggle is enough. The act of speaking and starting these conversations about my imperfections are enough. And so I went from being vaguely annoyed at a poem about pretentious, stupid birds to having some of that poem permanently tattooed on my arm as a reminder that I do not have to be perfect. I do not have to crawl on my knees for a hundred miles to the desert repenting. I can love what I love imperfectly. And I would invite all of you, all of you who are listening today to do the same. You do not have to be good. Listen, you do not have to be good. Your struggles, your failures, your difficulties, your challenges, they are all part of the sum total of who you are. And who you are is extraordinary. 
every person has something to offer the world, unique gifts, unique outlooks, unique perspectives, and that expectation and that pressure that we put on ourselves to do it perfectly and precisely, the internalization that our failures define us, that we are inherently broken because we are imperfect and because we struggle. You do not have to be good. Living authentically, living honestly, living in conversation with who you are and what you have to give right now, in this moment, that is what you bring. That is what you have already brought by the very virtue of your existence into the family of things. That is how we uplift each other and support each other and build a community that thrives in the challenges, that thrives in the bravery of boldly offering ourselves to the world imperfections and all. You do not have to be good. Forgive yourself. If you take one single lesson away from my ADHD ramblings today, it is that you have the power to forgive yourself for what you may very well perceive to be moral failings, things that make you inherently imperfect and broken and flawed. But I'm here with you today to remind you that you are not a bad person when you struggle to do the dishes. You are not intrinsically broken because you might be disorganized or run a little late. You do not have to be good. You are worthy of love as you are in all of your flaws, in all of your failings. You are worthy. Even if you cannot right now in this moment, love all of yourself, love all of your faults and failings, accepting love, accepting the love that offers itself to you as a member of the family of things. That is a place to begin. You do not have to be good. There may be days when you cannot do the laundry, or you cannot find your keys, or you forget to call your mom. Give yourself permission to fail. Give yourself permission to be imperfect in your struggle, imperfect in your solutions, perfect only in the attempt to learn to forgive yourself and embrace that. Embrace the opportunities you find to learn and grow and struggle because whoever you are, no matter how lonely, no matter how imperfect, the world offers itself to your imagination. And today, I challenge you to announce yourself unapologetically, without shame, without guilt, without fear, with all of your glorious imperfections into the family of things. And that's it. That's the end of this Tuesday's episode. We'll be back on Thursday for another regularly scheduled episode of Infinite Quest. But in the meantime, if you like this episode, feel free to reach out and let us know. You can send us an email at infinitequestpodcast at gmail.com. And hey, before you go, I wanted to let you know that if you're listening to this on Tuesday when it's released, we are now officially less than 10 days away from Eric moving to Georgia to start working on Infinite Quest full time. Special episodes like this one are made possible by our generous Patreon sponsors. So if you're interested in helping support our mission of advocacy and education and keeping Infinite Quest sustainable and long term, you can check out our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash infinite quest. But as always, there's no pressure and there's no expectation. One of the best ways that you can help support Infinite Quest for free is to simply help us spread the word. 
this is a nice short episode. So if you don't mind sharing this one around on your social medias and letting people know that we exist, we'd certainly be grateful. And if you've got a couple of extra minutes, if you head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review, it really surprisingly helps us out a lot with our like rankings and, and uh, people sort of taking us seriously as a podcast. So if you've got a couple of extra minutes in your day, uh, we'd certainly appreciate it. But for now, until Thursday, remember to take your meds, remember to drink some water, remember to eat something, remember to be kind to yourself and kind to others, and we'll see you later. Have a great day, everybody.